now. I can never um, tell if Andrew's talking about, like, real stuff, because he's just so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> Role-playing, motherfucker. Hey, everybody. Corpse of Tuck Tuck here. Just wanted to remind you guys again that we're having our Patreon. It's up and running with some new tiers in place. For $1 per month, you can get set up as a named member of the Mascador crew. For 5 you can get an article delivered to you monthly written by one of us. For 10 you can get early access to every episode that releases, allowing you to actually listen into Tuesday Gaming on Tuesday. How about that? Last but certainly not least, for 15 a month, you get everything included in the lower tiers, plus, twice a year, we're going to send you stuff. Don't know what it is yet. Might be stuff that doesn't even exist yet. We shall see. Also, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the conversation on Discord from the link atop our website. And be sure to check out that website. Wink! We have character and player bios on there. Now new and improved with me! Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends. Or don't. Maybe just steal their phones and download our library on there for them. They'll thank you later, I'm sure. Anyway, here's episode 79, The Cure for Insanity. Oh, Brad. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Hey, Tom, give me a fortitude save. Oh, no. It's not good. It's been a whole week since he killed someone. He's thirsty for blood. Ooh, not bad. Uh, 22. Okay. Scram, you've made, you've made one successful save with that 20-something. You need two consecutive saves in order to fight off the poison. Oh, uh, okay. Give me another fortitude. Uh, well, I mean, can somebody heal me first before, like, you know, I drop any more in health? Uh, you- 15. 15. Heal 12, scram for Macurlate wounds. And then take one more con damage. Ugh. At that time, something unusual happens. As the group is just kind of standing around watching scram fight off this poison, as is now tradition, a man appears in the middle of this tower as if teleported to the spot. Uh, Andrew, would you like to describe what this man looks like? Yes. Instead of trying to spend 10 minutes just to describe John Hamm from Baby Driver, I look like John Hamm from Baby Driver. Ooh. I can see him now because of the Link Matt scent. Anyway, a man appears in the middle of the tower, and you see a a, a young man, maybe in his early teens, uh, currently... Like, doubled over, a little pale in the face. Seems to be hard of breathing. So, what do you do? I say, hi, no no need to be alarmed. The, the mighty and powerful wizard Machina sent me. Wait, what? 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 Who the... <laughs> who? Devoth just spins around with his axe in hand like, wait, who the fuck are you? The silence playing more tricks. Quick, get him! <laughs> no, no tricks. I put my hands up. Just me. Name's Leon. Oh, I wasn't expecting to be dropped right in the middle. I was going to keep this a little close to the chest, but... Uh, Devoth, right? Uh, yeah. <coughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been... Oh, actually, hold that thought. You're not looking too well, buddy. <laughs> you sound like you're coughing up some poison. I'm going to cast Delay Poison on that fool. For the next nine hours, you are immune to poison. You Unfortunately, it does not cure any of the damages you've already been dealt. Does it come back after nine hours? 
Yeah. Like, it basically, he's, it goes away for now, and then in nine hours, it comes back just as it is right now. Yeah, it, like, puts the poison on pause. Poison doesn't run its course in the meantime. We can get somewhere to, like, get him help, and I'll make sure I can keep casting it if need be. And I'll say, actually, in character, hopefully, I look back over at Devoth and Chip, hopefully I'll be around long enough to cast this again if you need it. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) Where was I? Ah, yes. I have been sent by Pierce. I attempt to whisper Pierce, but probably don't do it too well. <laughs> to help you guys out, because he's getting a little impatient. Devoth, do you mind if I talk a little in private? Devoth just kind of like crosses his arms, but says, yeah, I, I guess so. Ivan, Cheryl, Scram, um, why don't you head downstairs? You wanted to go talk to uh, Bikendi anyway, right? Yeah, I wanted to see if we could find out any more about what Dreamstone's capable of. I would uh, make my way to the basement, then. Okay. Everybody follow? Yep. Except for Devoth and Leon? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, <clears throat> Scram follows. So, Devoth, here's the problem. Oh, there's a problem now. Excellent. I don't have enough of yes. those. I know. I'm sure. That's We're getting to why I'm here. And I'm, I'm here to help some problems, too. Uh, not just deliver more. <laughs> Harrigan is becoming more and more of an issue, and f- quite frankly, less touchable as time has passed. And while originally Pierce was okay with uh, when it happens, it's becoming a point where we might need to stop. Uh, recently, it looks like Harrigan has teamed up with Adelita Delarusso. I don't know if you know the name. Uh, knowledge local of 20. Do I know the name? No, you haven't. You've never heard of this person. Name doesn't ring a bell. Who is she? I just know that she's a powerful wizard from Shark Island, and it's spooked Pierce enough to make him want to pull the trigger on sending me now. <sighs> well, I mean, I I'm just a... I'm covered in. Oh, but, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I should say I readjust. I'm covered in um, books, like <laughs> straps of books and a bag of books. Of course, a lot you are of reading material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sister, just like, well, uh, I'm a. Pirate Lord now, so that should give me a lot of leverage to do something about him. I just need to, uh, you know, I need to clear out this island and secure my status there, and then we can take care of Harrigan easy enough, I would assume. And because Pierce is sympathetic with your needs, he asked if I would like to accompany you and your merry band to help you on your mission so that we can get to Pierce's mission faster. Well, I'm not really a big fan of calling it Pierce's mission. Because that's not, I'm not really doing, like, we have similar goals, but it's not like I'm doing it for him. But You have to understand, I can only view it from my viewpoint until you make me under you, Captain. Right now, I'm just Leon. Alright, well, I assume you have a mask? Of course. (laughs) Well, I thought it was established that people in the Mask Brotherhood actually don't often wear masks. Yeah, but people on the Maskador awfully do. So everybody else makes their way into the basement. And this room is uh this room is where you found those those crystals that Bakendi was using as like his diary. You know that there's a uh, a secret entrance into a tunnel in the northeast side of the circular room and that leads to the quote-unquote treasure room where you where Bakendi's body is. You also remember that through the tunnel to the east is where that uh strange circular room is that uh, teleported you guys. Not stepping on that circle again. Oh, come on. <laughs> it probably won't work this time. Yeah, it was probably a one-time trip. 
So what do you do? Um, well, I'd probably head to Bikendi's body to see if the ghost is still there. Okay. Uh, you go through the tunnel, and you go into the treasure room. You see Bikendi's body. You don't see the ghost. I yell his name. Bikendi, come here. The, there's a rush of wind, and uh, Bikendi's spectral form appears, and he says, Who dares disturb the resting place of Bikendi Otangu? Uh, I, Ivan the Boneless One. What do you want, Ivan the Boneless One? I had a question for you. The Dreamstone. I hear you. you know of the Dreamstone? Yes, you told told me about it. Did I? We were with the Voth earlier. You Remember? sent us on a quest. We're going to kill the Cyclops and take it back. Oh, the Cyclops. Yes, they attacked us. In the middle of my ritual, I was so close to reaching the dimension of dreams. But alas, it was snatched from me. I well, here's my I- question for you. Obviously, the Dreamstone can help you get to the dimension of dreams. But what other does it have any other powers? Could it be used to, say, bring a life back? No. It was engineered for the specific purpose of sending a soul to the dimension of dreams. Have you retrieved it for me? Not yet. But I have a follow-up question. What is the dimension of dreams? Oh, it's a wonderful place. The place between time and space where the consciousnesses of all sentient beings travels to when they lose consciousness. There, their whims and fancies become reality, both terrible and wonderful. The plane itself can be shaped to your will for good and bad. Oh, the possibilities of the dimension of dreams. He kind of like pontificates about the dimension of dreams for like several minutes straight. Okay, I got to I got to kind of cut him off before he gets into that full minute rant a little bit. Okay. Um <laughs> You said that's where consciousness of all sentient beings go. Indeed. Is it a enter only, no exit or could you bring a consciousness back with you? Magics do exist to freely travel to and from the dimension of dreams. I have no intention of returning once I arrive. If you did have intentions of coming back, surely a man as great and knowledgeable of this plane as you are would know the key to coming back if you so desired. Yes, the key is powerful magics that I don't have access to. I did have access to the immortal dreamstone, and I was so close to reaching my dream of entering the dreamscape. But the Cyclopes, they attacked our fort, and upon completion of the ritual i messed up a key part of the spell and my soul was torn from my body but it could not pierce the planar barrier all right one one last question and then we'll be on our way to retrieve the dream stone what does it look like there is no stone like it grayish brown about two inches across (laughs) every other rather (laughs) rather rather smooth yet rough bit dirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> some dust on it and some dirt, probably. Looks kind of like that one over in the corner. <laughs> but not that one. But probably isn't that one. I've checked that one. <laughs> Can you help me find my stone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, are, there is no other stone like it. A solid foot across. It glows with a, with a warm ember color. Before its transformation, it was the lens of revelation. And its glow was a cold pink. 
But after the hag Hatenga used her magics to transform it into the Dreamstone, its magical properties shifted, along with its magical glow. Okay. And I lied. I do have one more question. Do you know of any other powerful stones that aren't Dreamstones? Like, is there a Death Stone, a Life Stone, a Power Stone? I am no scholar of stones, boy. I know of the immortal Dreamstone. Surely other powerful stones exist, but I have not studied them. My study is in the field of dreams. Fair enough. All right, we'll be on our way to go get that stone. Return with it post-haste. Yes, well, we will get on it immediately, and I kind of give him a half-mockingly salute. He gives you, like, a, a very grave, like, head nod, like you're off on... Like a very important suicide mission, mm-hmm. he, he honors your sacrifice. I would like to uh, possibly add, like, if uh, when we go through that room again with like the journal stones or the whatever, I would specifically look for any references containing dreamstone or what it might look like, if I can do so. Yeah, you can go through his uh, his crystals, his diary. Yeah, yeah, read through his diary. <laughs> Uh, give me a, uh, a spellcraft or use magic device check. That's a 31. You're able to navigate through these crystals, uh, fairly easily. That said, it's still, uh, the way it was last time you went through them, and it's just, it's flashes of ideas and, and thoughts and emotions, and you're, you're able to piece together, uh, information, but it's, like, it's coming at you, like, very chaotically, and it's much, much harder than just reading a book. Right. Uh, through the images you're given, uh, you get a good look at what you assume to be the Dreamstone, and it matches the description that he gave Ivan. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I have an idea in my head of uh, what this thing might look like, uh, and it seems like uh, he wasn't lying about uh, the description. We could report back to Devoth about what it looks like. Is anybody doing anything else while they're down here? No, we've already explored that part, so Devoth is just waiting for them to, to come back up. Like he, he'll, he'll wait on that first floor with Leon for them to come back, and then we we're going to explore upwards the rest of the tower. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were looking to, like, isn't it starting to get pretty late? I remember, like, this is still the same day as, like, us doing, like, two two-hour trips plus, like... Yeah, yeah so it's, it, it's, like, late afternoon at this point. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Devoth is mostly out of spells and... <laughs> So, but I mean, this fort is almost cleared. And if you're already here, so let's see how much we can get done. All right. So you guys travel to the, uh, the top of the tower. Two balconies open from stairwells ascending to the roof. Inside a vaulted room separating the two balconies, a fist-sized chunk of rose-colored quartz sits atop a silver pedestal. The ceiling above this central chamber is capped by a similar chunk of rose quartz, but a hundred times larger. Towering another twenty feet above the central spire, two large statues of Cyclops stand at opposite ends of the northernmost balcony, overlooking the fort and bay. What the hell is this place? I think I might know. You can give me a knowledge arcana or spellcraft check. Forty. (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. I got I got a natural twenty on it. Yeah. Okay. So Leon, you uh, you've read about these designs uh from articles uh about ancient Golgan, the the ancient Cyclops civilization that this island 
used to be part of. Uh, these gemstones have an ability to project sendings to similar structures built by other uh, Cyclope settlements. Uh, very few of these spires remain today, most having been swallowed by the sea. The few that still work only do so about half the time. The sending individual must know and envision the intended destination, and someone must be present at the receiving tower to reply. It only works if you know where a similar tower is located. Someone needs to be in that tower, and then it'll only work half the time. But otherwise, you can just send messages with no real range limit, as long as... uh, as long yeah. as it's to another tower. Yeah. That's what it says in my textbook anyway, and I snap my book shut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so we'll use this for storage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> A little delayed there. Beautiful. Um, and Devoth will just head over to like the window to just to take a look out over the fort and over the bay to see how the view is from here. Devoth, you're why people made movies about Nazis burning like art and <laughs> culture in World War II. But yeah, the courtyard looks nice. <laughs> and in the end, isn't that all that matters? Mostly. So from where you stand, like, you can see the whole fort and you can, you got a good look at be like, oh, we like we were in that building, we we're in that building. Oh, that's where that's where Hood died. We we're in that building, we we're in that building. So you can see that you've explored everywhere in this fort except for like walking along the fortifying walls and also part of the central building. You haven't gone in yet. You you know you you went into the large room in the southern end of the central building, and then you went to the basement, but you never entered the other. And either of the northern rooms. And we never went up into the upper floors of it. You also never went upstairs. All right. Well, let's... Uh, so I guess we'll head back downstairs and start... Uh, well, yeah, let's start a patrol around the, the battlements, around the walls. Okay. See how my fortifications look. Other than the big gaping holes in some parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those could get fixed. You know, clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, we will do clockwise. So we'll start here. Start on the northwest portion of the tower and go from there. Okay. The battlements open onto a wooden platform, providing a clear view of the jungle to the west. Three barrels stand on the plank floor next to the far wall, alongside the skeletal remains of several figures, each skewered by spear-sized bolts. Presumably it looks like those... um, Do they look like ballista bolts or just big crossbow bolts? Uh, Make a knowledge engineering check. Isn't that the same thing? Not necessarily, like... Unless you want to get into semantics, and I do. It's one of those, just like, are they from a, a Cyclops with a crossbow? Or are they from, like, an actual siege engine? Three. I would refer to my last comment, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. Do you yeah, want Dev- me to take a look? 16. Devoth's first thought is, are these ballista bolts or, cro- or large crossbow bolts? Second thought, is there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> I got a 33. They're from large size crossbow bolts. All right. Well, seems like the giants may have come at them from this angle a little bit. Quick detect magic on the, the skeletons and stuff. Make sure there's no surprises waiting for us. Nah. All right. And we continue on. That would bring us around to B3 in the northeastern part, unless there's something before that. Nope. Uh, it's a pretty uneventful walk until you get to the uh, 
the northeast tower. This large tower has an unfinished ground floor of damp earth with piles of flagstones shoring up each corner. A single ladder leads to a wooden floor above, supported by irregularly shaped wooden beams. Did you say stones? Stones. Uh, yes. That sounded important. <laughs> Bring each one to Vikendi one by one. <laughs> Is this it? <laughs> How about this one? This one? What about this one? This one doesn't look like any of the others. <laughs> uh, quick, just detect magic around the area. Is there anything noteworthy? No. All right. Uh, then I guess continuing on southward to B2. Okay. Uh, Three of us are just walking around shooting out detect magics like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Okay, this, bring, this brings you to the gate towers, uh, between which was where you first entered the courtyard. Uh, several beams have pulled free from the foundations of these stone towers, where the main gates shattered, causing the towers to lean precariously. Their only access appears to be the battlements along the connecting walls. Okay. Well, then, seeing nothing else of really note here, we'll swing back north a little bit to where the wall is busted. Okay. Climb down there and back into the courtyard through uh, through where we fought those undead hand thingies. Okay. So you guys are standing on the on this tower. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I did say we were walking along the wall. That's true. <laughs> Whoever wants to give me a knowledge engineering check. 25. 28. Leon and Scram, you'd have the knowledge to recognize that uh, without repair, these towers run the risk of collapsing if anyone climbs or stands on them. Yeah, and, well, we don't want to go up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, like, as you're approaching it. I say, Devoth, uh, we might not want to stand so close to the edge there. All right. Well, then, in that case, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess we've explored the walls enough. Let's check out that last building, and we'll call this place mine. By last building, you mean going to B12 or B14? Yeah, we'll start B14. You go into B14, and it looks like a small office. Maybe it might have used to have been a quartermaster's office. But whatever used to be in here has been scrounged. Okay. All right, then into B12, and we'll start working our way upstairs. Bikendi's, uh first mate or friend there is supposed to be around here somewhere so we're running out of places to find it (laughs) (laughs) doors open into this rectangular room from the east and west a flight of wooden stairs leads to a second floor above while three windows provide a clear view of the courtyard outside up we go okay can i get some perception checks so that's a 12 for devoth on a nat one that's a 16 for scram 31 nat 20 i'm the greatest I found a cool-ass beetle on the ground, so I'm writing about it in my notebook. I got a four. <laughs> Ivan had a 32. Oh. Ooh. Ivan and Cheryl, uh, you're in this room, and you're heading towards the stairs, and you can hear this, like, almost subliminal hum of energy. It's like when you're 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 approaching the generator room of like, oh. whatever setting you want to have a generator room in. And you can hear, like, and you can hear it as you're getting closer to the stairs. Without any more Sorry. information, uh, it's hard to tell exactly what you're perceiving, uh, but you're pretty sure there's a trap on the stairs. Hold on. I think we that might be a trap. Uh, detect magic on the stairs? Uh, the stairs have a magical aura. You can roll spellcraft. 16. 21. 24. 31. 
I think somebody got it. <laughs> Cheryl, Scram, and Leon uh, identify this trap as a shocking floor trap. If you touched the stairs, uh, you'd receive a hearty zap. Aww. Would it be done and over with as soon as it was touched? No. Oh, okay. You know that it's not a lethal dose of electricity, but it would persist for 1d6 rounds while you remain on would, the stairs. Would uh, would somebody being able to cast Dispel Magic be useful? Uh, yes. I was just going to go find like one of those face spider corpses and toss that on there. Just step on their corpses. <laughs> no, just put the corpse on there, discharge the electricity, and then walk over it. No, it's, yeah. it's not a one-time. Yeah, it's not a one-time thing. By one time, I mean yeah, it's it, not just one set of damage. Like, once it starts, it persists for 1d6 rounds. Yeah. Uh, it's a one, Traps are a one-time use. This trap what, just happens to have a duration of six, uh, up to oh, six okay. rounds. okay. That's what I, I was asking. the stairs were magically electric, and we needed to find a way across. If we can just trigger the trap and then be on our merry way, I'm not going to use Dispel Magic on it. Yeah, Devoth will just go and drag something that we killed in this fort and throw it on the stairs. All right, so Devoth comes back with uh, Tuk Tuk's body. Oh! <laughs> yeah, give it's, me an hour. It's what go- he would have wanted. It is an electric trap. <laughs> <laughs> i just kidding. Yeah, he comes back with like, a face spider. His favorite electric traps. <laughs> uh, throws it on the stairs and... And the thing just like cooks. Smells yeah, good for three straight rounds, and then like it's like uh, like all the the electricity is just like firing all the neurons, and like the limbs are just kind of like contorting and like flexing and relaxing. And God. after just a kind rounds. of phase in and out of the ethereal, thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's a weird flex, but all right. But after three rounds, uh, it goes slack. You no longer hear the subliminal humming. All right, so then Devoth just kind of grabs it cautiously, like kind of pokes it a couple times to make sure he's not going to get zapped, and then just tosses it aside, and up the stairs we go. So you go up the stairs. All right, this leads you to a landing with rooms to the north, east, and south. All right, we will go north first, detecting magic on the doors, and I'm going to Try and throw some perception out there, too, looking for traps now. We've already run into one trap. Now we're looking for more. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Uh, You don't detect anything on this door, uh, so you open it up, and it leads to a balcony that overlooks the fort's main courtyard. Looks like it would be a swell place for a commander to address assembled underlings gathered below. All right. Then, yeah. From there, we'll go back and we'll check the east door. Again, we're looking for traps and all that. Yeah, give me perception checks. Uh, but I'm bad at this. <laughs> Ooh, get that 13. That's a 26 for Devoth. Before entering this room, Devoth, you uh, you open the door and you can kind of feel like the slightest bit of resistance as if opening the door would like trigger a tripwire or something. So I immediately stop opening the door. Too late. Oh, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) You make a perception check so you know the cause of your doom. All right. So it feels like there's a a tripwire or something on here. Anybody know how to uh, disable that without setting it off? No. I start thumbing through my book like I might have an answer, but I'm just thumbing through my book. I don't don't think I have an answer. Why don't you throw a face spider through the door? 
tempting. I'm going to also look at Cheryl's book because I'm curious what he's reading. <laughs> the pages are all blank, dude. <laughs> I I nod approvingly and go, very interesting. I'll have to look for that edition. It looks good. <laughs> Give you a little elbow. Nice one, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess we'll check the other door first. We'll go, we'll go south and go through that door and see if maybe there's a way around the trap. I kind of step a little bit backwards just in case. Okay. I don't think Scrape could take another hit. I don't think he's fully healed yet. All right, give me a perception check. 29 for Devoth. Uh 13 HP, Scram. Ooh, delicious. Uh I did heal you for 12 earlier too. Yeah, I got that. And uh I also took one con damage at the same time. So Oh yeah. I really So that kind of negated it. Yeah. <laughs> what is your con? Like how much are you down? I want to say By four. I think 3. That's what I have at the very least, because uh, I took. Because I was pretty well. sure you took. Oh two no, you're and right. Then one last I took week, one and then last one week and then one today. That's right. Okay, so I am down to four. Not that it really makes much of a difference. So I'm right. The difference between three and four is the same. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, through the south door, I got a twenty-nine on my perception. Devoth, you feel uh, a similar nudge of resistance as you uh, begin to open this door. Oh, this one too, huh? All right, everybody, stand back. I <laughs> uh, go down the stairs. <laughs> um, Devoth is gonna like stand to the side of the door, try to trick it, turn the knob thinking. so that it opens a little bit, and then just use chip to just swing through it to force it open that way. I say, wait, you don't need to be near the door to do this. Just I got, I got mage hand. Ooh, no, oh. wait, I think I, I think I do too, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I, no. <laughs> Well, you guys can do one door each simultaneously. That works. Right. So where is everybody standing while using Mage Hand? I'm, I'm down the stairs. I'm standing somewhere safe. Yeah, like... So basically, you've got... This room is about four squares big. The square and a half on the left are the stairs and then landing. And then the two squares on the right are the like the rest of the landing. And so like there's really not a whole lot of space to stand around. And then on the... The north is the balcony, and then the east is one trap door, and on the south is another trap door. So could we empty out the room and just do one door at a time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a cantrip. Somebody uses ghost mage yeah. hand. <laughs> All right, so first, uh, the eastern door is opened, and you hear like, whoom, shing, as a dual scythe trap is triggered, and two long, sharp blades uh, like swing down from the ceiling, and like they're like designed to... like pinch someone like In through half. the ribs as they enter yeah pretty much as they enter the room you open the door to the south and you hear clunk, 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 as the as the uh the space right beyond the doorway and then the entire hallway that you guys were standing in like the whole landing of that room is just riddled with arrows oh <laughs> huh it seems safe. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I I turn to Leon like, all right, good call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, now that the traps are hopefully sprung and done with, let's head to the through the southern door. <laughs> all right. Did you need more healing, Scram? The only healing I need left is my con damage, which I don't. Yeah, think and that's, that's not temporary damage, right? That's yeah. Well, it's it's ability damage, so. It could be healed with lesser or regular restoration, but oh, I le have lesser restorations. Do you want them? Oh, yes, please. That'd be nice. 
So you heal uh, two. Yeah. And I how many? How much damage do you have? He took four. I took four. Okay. Well, here's another one. Three. You're full. Okay. There you go. Sick. So you're back to. There you go, buddy. I'll rub the dust off your back. I think you're okay. So, several overturned beds barricade the windows to this room, blocking out most of the natural light. Doors lead east and north. So there's one room left in this building that you haven't explored yet. All right. Well, then I'm going to check this door for traps, considering that seems to be the flavor of the day. Okay. 30 perception. I am rolling rocks on my perceptions today. (laughs) It does not seem to be trapped. It was a 31. I cast guidance on him before he checks. Ah, Nice. (laughs) Does not. It is a cantrip. I cast (laughs) it on everybody (laughs) all the time. Does not seem to be trapped. All right. So, yeah. Devoth uh, pushes the door open and walks in. Okay. uh, Devoth, I'm actually going to need a strength check to open this door. You don't detect a slight nudge of resistance. Instead, it seems to be barricaded. All right. uh, 19. No, 20 with the guidance. I see you start to roll up your sleeves, and I go, I got you, buddy. <laughs> can I assist Just, like, on there? Try to lift here. It should work. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can assist. Does that mean you roll up your sleeves, Nick? Is that the assist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the total of 22 on my strength check? You're able to open this door as piles of mattresses that uh, laid against the door uh, are forced uh, are forced away. You open the door, Devoth, and you see... A quivering, shaking man, young man, who you look in his eyes and can see a complete and utter absence of rationality. And he says, <laughs> no! And he like, he like throws a pebble up over your head and you hear a series of like, thwick, 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 and a trap is activated. Devoth, please give me a reflex save. I'm going to hero point this, because I've got hero points to spare. Actually, uh, why doesn't uh, Cheryl and Ivan also give me reflex saves? What? I don't want to do that. Yeah, what? Uh, so that's a 20 for Devoth. I am kind of glad I used a hero point. <laughs> and it's uh, a 20. Ooh, 22. Wow. So you all make it. So because you made it, you each only take five electricity damage as uh, an electricity arc trap is activated. And in a 30-foot line... Uh, electricity uh, shoots out. Everybody roll initiative. Scram, initiative. 13. Devoth. 23. Uh, Cheryl. 15. Ivan. Uh, that's going to be a lady 7. Okay. And Leon. 8. Okay. Okay, then. Up first is Devoth. Enterly, knock it the fuck off. We're not here to hurt you. He, like, grabs his, his head and just has this, like, manic look. On his face, and he's like, he's like, no, you're not real. You're a nightmare. I'm dreaming right now. Why won't you just go away? Leave me alone. This guy seems really helpful. Um, <laughs> How old is this kid? He looks like he's 16, 17. All right. Well, since he's not in the mood to listen, Tavoth will move action rage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. Time to murder him. <laughs> I am not in the mood. Already, Does... already lost one friend today. Not in the mood for losing another or risking it. So yeah, someone's gonna die. Does he have anything in his hands that would be like signaling a weapon? He's holding a short sword. All right. So yeah, Devoth does rage as a move action. Uh, takes a five foot step up to the guy. 
and I will vital strike him. That's a 19 to hit. That doesn't hit. All right, it is now Cheryl's turn. Yeah, I only have 27 HP, so... What? I didn't... Did we... I I got you, fam. Oh, yeah. Did you heal me prior to this? Because I'm feeling kind of dead. No, I nobody. You didn't tell yeah. me. I, I didn't know you were hurt. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I sure it would have been pretty obvious he was hurting. I'll, like, Leon, you can give him like one retroactive okay. heal. Tight. All right, heal twenty two. All right, sick. All right, well, um, can I just step up and book this dude? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you can charge that's even. Oh, you know how much I like. <laughs> Said the magic word. Boom! Booked. Thirty four to hit. That hits. 20 bludgeoning damage. So yeah, I giddy up over there and uh, smack that bitch with my book for 20. Okay, that's a 23 versus uh, Devoth's and Cheryl's CMD for Adderley 2 acrobatics. That is a fail against Devoth. CMD? CMD. 26, bitch. That's a fail. Okay, so that's going to provoke from both of you as he uh, as he moves to this space. 32 to hit for Devoth. That hits. For 33 damage. All right. And Devoth takes two back. Uh, 24 to hit from Cheryl. Uh, that does not hit. No. Uh, Devoth, you take a good chunk out of... You can slice down his back as he runs away. And uh, so he's going to run up here and then around the corner. Uh, but before he rounds the corner, he's going to like... Like toss another like little rock. You're not sure exactly what he's uh you're not sure exactly what it was, but it like it hits another like trip wire on the other side of the room that like causes another like home alone style uh <laughs> contraption to trigger and Devoth make another reflex save. Natural one for a ten. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so you take nine damage. Huh. Oh. Nine electricity damage from another electricity arc trap. And it is now Scram's turn. Scram is going to, cause he could uh, he could actually see the person like, over, what was he over here at that point? Yeah, Scram would have seen him running to the north. So Scram's gonna actually move over here. Okay. And uh, when you get to that spot, you actually see that he's not located in this circle. He jumped out the window. <laughs> oh shit! Did we see him jump out the window? No, you didn't uh, okay. see him. That's why I didn't. Put his square there. Like all, all we saw was him running come around up corner, here yeah. and then turn the corner. Yeah. Can I run over here? Uh, yeah. Okay. I take a look out. He's standing like directly next to the building, and it looks like he landed safely. Okay. All right. I'm gonna do something stupid. And cast mage armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I do it. I'm gonna actually cast black tentacles. Ooh. And. Let's see if he can. I like where this is going. Get out of this. <laughs> I think that's your caster level plus five is the CMB for Black Tentacles. I believe it's they have a plus four strength and they have a plus one size bonus. Uh, twenty four. Twenty four. Tie goes to the attacker. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's right. Uh, so Scram casts Black Tentacles. And they sprout it from the ground and instantly grab Ederly. Sick. And it is now Leon's turn. I got him tangled for you, boys. All right. I'm going to get to... Is is there a way to metagame how much health he might have left? Give me a heal check. I got a six. You have no idea. Before any penalties. <laughs> you have no idea what state this man is in. 
physically. Sick, Mentally, right? you're sure he's insane. Does he still have his weapon on him? Yes. Right, I'm going to cast Burning Disarm on him. Okay. Uh, so he has to do a reflex DC 17. Natural 20. Well, <laughs> I feel like he should be penalized from all those tentacles, but what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, a creature holding the item may attempt a reflex save to drop it and take no damage. So does he decide to drop it and take no damage? Yeah, he would drop it. Okay, he takes no damage. Spell still works because he drops it. I like that. <laughs> All right, Back. so then it is Ivan's turn. Now, if I wanted to run in a straight line mm-hmm. like this through this window, would I have to make an acrobatics check to get around Cheryl? No, you'd need to make an acrobatics check to avoid uh, falling, falling damage. damage. Okay, so for my standard action... I'm going to go tiger form, and I pick lightning, and I'm gonna. And you're just gonna like give yourself a bath <laughs> with your tiger tongue <laughs> now that you're by yourself. He can squeeze, can he? Yeah, uh, it'll cost him two squares for each square he's got to squeeze. Okay, I will squeeze my fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Burst through the window, and the acrobatics is a 24. You land with no problems. Uh, I let out a huge roar. Although, although Scram, you wanted to tell us what the area of that black tentacle spell was? Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, you're definitely in it. This pussy. Every creature within uh, the spell effect. So you got to make a grapple check against uh, Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking wait, luck. Would, would Ivan just... Oh, wait. Ivan would have no idea. He just leaped out the window. Yep. 24. <laughs> nope. You were short by nine. <laughs> That's my turn, because I used the standard in a move to get there. Yep. All right. It is now Devoth's turn. Okay. Uh, maintaining the rage. Devoth heals himself. Oh, it is a 20-foot radius, by the way. Sorry. I should have mentioned that. Fucking lovely. All right. <laughs> well, Devoth is going to... Cast Expeditious Retreat on himself. Devoth jumps out the other window. Okay. Scram. Devoth got an 11 on his acrobatics. Nice. Oh, for... Oh, 31 for Devoth. (laughs) And I'm grappled. Okay. Uh, So, Devoth, you're going to take six falling damage, and you're now grappled by the tentacles. I think there is actually damage involved with the black tentacles as well. Yes, there are. If if the tentacles see it at grappling a foe, the foe takes 1d6 plus 4 points of damage. So Ederly would have gotten that as well. Scram, can't you dismiss these like at will? As a standard action, yeah. yeah. So Scram, why don't you roll 1d6 plus 4 for Ederly and Devoth? Uh, 9 damage for Ederly. 7 damage for Devoth. And that was my turn. It is now Cheryl's turn. All right. Being near a window, am I able to see that giant four square tentacles? tentacles? Yeah, <laughs> like am I able to yeah. see anything before I go before I jump out? Can I- yeah, you can see every you can see Ederly, uh Ivan, Devoth and the tentacles all outside. Okay. So I'm going to run up to the window like I'm going to jump, but then like kind of just peek my head out like what's going on? Just to get a closer look. And uh if I'm not okay. mistaken, it looks pretty crappy, right? <laughs> Looks pretty crowded. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, heroically run up, uh, peer out, and then cowardly toss myself a heel. <laughs> so then it is Ederly's turn. He is going to roll Escape Artist to try to escape these tentacles. He got a 25. 
Does that beat the tentacle CMD? Yep. All right, so he does escape. I believe they're difficult terrain. All right, well, with that the, with that in mind, then, I think uh, Ederly is not going to try to tumble because he doesn't want to have his movement speed quartered. So he's just going to provoke from Ivan as he uh, runs away. So, Ivan, go ahead and make an attack roll. I'm going to hit him with a bite. Is it 25 hit? Yes. And that's 26 damage, and because I'm in tiger form, I will use the grapple ability, or the grab ability, to grapple him. So I think I make a CMB, right? Yep. As a corpse, he's real easy to grab. Oh. (laughs) Oh, well, okay, that's less awesome, but still awesome. Damn it, I hope he I wanted him to live, because the grapple, if it succeeded, was going to be just be like, biting onto his leg as he tried to run away. Mm -hmm. And Scrim dismisses the black tentacles as soon as it's his turn. All right. I kind of sniff him to see if he's actually dead. Everybody get 13 HP. Oh, I'm full. And then some. I, I'll channel some healing. Okay. Oh, kind of cut catches me a little off guard. Not used to that feeling. So, we killed that guy. Not necessarily killed. To kill is that he guy. unconscious? Or is no, he, he did. He's dead. Oh. If you guys want to take him alive, you should have been utilizing Cheryl. non-lethal damage. I do have a... Uh... I was going to say, it's your time to shine, baby. Yeah, I could shine. Shine bright, bright like the star you are. Should I do it? I levitate the body. What are you doing? I I speak with dead. It's a second level. No, it's a third level spell. So Cheryl begins casting speak with dead. Ten minutes later, uh, the spell goes off. Uh, So for up to nine minutes, you can converse with Ederly. You may ask one question per two caster levels. So four... The corpse's knowledge is limited to what it knew during life, including the languages it spoke. Answers are brief, cryptic, or repetitive, especially if the creature would have opposed you in life. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> totally on our side. <laughs> We're going to have to kill I'm this guy again. I'm not telling you anything. You murdered me, asshole. Yeah, well, I also feel like this is going to be contingent on whether or not he's still insane after being killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he's uh, cured of his insanity. It's the one true cure. Those that are insane, yeah, usually do find that as the cure. Okay, yeah, go for it. The first thing I do is say, uh, when he zaps back, you know, awake and ready to get talked to, I say, uh, I blow my first question immediately, and I ask, How does it feel to be dead, sucker? I smack Cheryl upside the head. (laughs) Ederly's corpse says, much better, actually. Oh. I look to Devoth for uh, real questions. I know Bikendi told us to talk to this guy about, like, the Dreamstone and to see what was going on. Just, uh, I want to say, ask him, like, what he knows about the Cyclops encampment and everything. But I feel like Alex is going to be taking just be like, oh, you got to watch out for that uh, ambush predator that, that, that he hides as a floor. Well, you do need to watch out for him. <laughs> I mean, not anymore, but you did. Yeah. You failed to, and, uh, well, you and know. Unpunished. <laughs> Ask him about the Dreamstone, I guess. What is the Dreamstone? The Dreamstone is an artifact created by my master and a hag that would enable him to enter the dimension of dreams. Oh, shit. I think we blew another one. (laughs) What if we we drag him over to Bikendi himself? Maybe he can ask the correct questions. Yeah, but only two of them. Let's go, (laughs) mister. Should we ask where is the Dreamstone? That's not important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. and we kind of know it's well. Actually, yeah, that's that is easy. We assume it's up at the Cyclops Fort, but we don't know. Yeah, 
It's probably in this dude's pocket. All right, well, Cheryl, you're driving the bus. I'm grabbing this dude by his ear, and I'm marching him back to Katembe. Bikendi. <laughs> Bikendi. All right, so you guys... I guess we go. You guys lead a, a parade, wasting probably two of your nine minutes to get down to Bikendi. That's fine. Yep. All right, we waste no further Who time. Who dares so... disturb the resting place of Bikendi Otangu? Your assistant. Oh, is that a question? <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to make us waste a fucking question answering that, isn't he? <laughs> Pretty hey, sure it's got to be the cast. the questions. <laughs> Pretty sure it's got to be the caster that you, asked the question. Yeah, you need to rephrase that, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got your assistant on the line. Yeah, I tell him to shut up. I ask the questions around here. And I introduce him to his assistant. <laughs> Look who we brought. Oh, Edderly. You seem to be dead. What happened? Oh, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that. I'll tell you what happened. We killed him. And now I have brought you together so that you can finally hash this out. Get to the bottom of this. Now that you killed my assistant, who will retrieve the dreamstone for me? Isn't that our job? Who are you? I'll ask the questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was going to have some uh, questions that weren't like, how are you? How did you get killed? And where's my dreamstone? I thought he was going to have more questions. Oh, well. Well, first of all, he doesn't fucking know that you cast Speak with Dead. You just paraded him in here and said, now you can hash it out. Yeah. (laughs) And also, I would assume, mistakenly, I guess, that it's pretty clear that Bakendi has sort of a fractured consciousness and doesn't necessarily remember you guys yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, I started I grasping at that the last time. Yeah, okay, that makes way more sense. Because I was like, "Are you, you know how I said shine me? like the star you are, Cheryl? You yeah. sure did, baby. You sure <laughs> yeah. did. All right, I pretty much crushed that. You have five yeah. minutes left. I guess uh, <laughs> I- I'm gonna ask him." gonna turn on no, him and no. be like be like yeah assistant where is it exactly where is the dream stone exactly oh, the dream oh the dream stone i had it in my grasp and i was going to use it to enter the dimension of dreams but alas skip forward skip forward the, cy- skip, skip, the skip. cyclopes <laughs> raided the fort demanding their artifact back i had almost completed the ritual but then i took i made a deadly mistake and my I, soul was ripped from my body, but it failed to pierce the planar barrier. I, I stop him right there. Uh, he's talking to stop somebody no, else. Let him right go now. a little bit more. He's almost done. You have four minutes. <laughs> no. Tom All goes, right. well, now that you're done, I'll stop you. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I totally dismiss this dude and throw him to the side. I'm, now I'm Edderly? angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, your, your, your narrative flow is... Devon, take control so of your Cheryl right now. Your barrel's out of control. <laughs> it's getting do- it's donkey calling people. Is what's going on right now? <laughs> I'm not getting what Wait, I want. So, did you? Who did you ask? Who did you ask? Who had the dreamstone? I asked the assistant where the dreamstone was exactly. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking Bakendi. Oh. No, yeah, I but I could see that Bakendi would probably like, jump yeah, in and try that's to what I thought. That. Yeah. I thought you asked Ederly and Axel was just being a smartass. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get Bakendi probably would have answered mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Cheryl, 
turns to Ederly and asks him the following question. Where exactly is the Dreamstone? <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> While Bikendi, uh pontificates off to the side about the Dreamstone, Ederly says, After they killed everyone, the Cyclopes raided the fort. They found it, and they took it with them. Oh, Cheryl. Yeah. Ask him what goes on here at night. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give me he one good that. answer, yeah, fuck one boy. Uh, I'm down to it? one question. Yeah. And I got to know. Don't mess with me. I'll kill you again. What happens He's... here at night with the battle and the will-o'-wisps? He says, as is the nature of what remains of my master, at night he dreams, and his dreams manifest in the material, in the on the material plane. And those dreams relive the night that the Cyclopes came and attacked us. Phantasmal pirates are created out of his will, and they attack anybody that they find. If left to their own devices, they just replay their last moments, their last hours. Finally, a decent answer out of you. The Will-O-Wisps were attracted by the fear-inducing scenes. I've been able to barricade myself in my room where they can't find me. But Kendi doesn't do this consciously or purposefully. It happens with or without his consent. Oy. So we're never going to have peace here until we get that fucking dreamstone. All right. Uh... So that last question, uh, Cheryl's speak with dead spell expires. Man, and I wish uh... we had a follow-up question so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have asked him about that sooner. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, if the corpse has been subject subject to speak with dead within the past week, a new spell fails. Uh, you can cast a spell on a corpse that has been deceased for any amount of time, but the body must be mostly intact to be able to respond. All right. Well, we'll leave Ederly's body here with his uh, his master, and we'll go check out this last little bit of the fort, and then we will go camp before it gets too late. Is it still like before nightfall? Yeah. The minutes are creeping by. Since uh, Leon got here, it's slipped from uh, afternoon to early evening. Okay. So yeah, we'll because I I there was another room on the other side of that teleportation circle. So we'll go mm-hmm. check that out and see see if we can clear this thing tonight, and then go camp elsewhere before those nightmares hit. So you guys pass uh, that teleportation circle thing uh scram do you want to take another look at that i'm gonna be holding on to this like scram's collar the whole time like dragging him through that room uh i will make a knowledge check on it though yeah give me a knowledge arcana check does a 19 do anything no i mean you know the basic functions of this thing it's probably a pretty safe bet that its original function wasn't supposed to be to teleport you to the middle of nowhere, 120 feet in the air. So you can probably make a educated guess that it's malfunctioning. Now, can you fix it? You're not sure. You didn't roll high enough. Okay. Uh, well, I noticed Leon did a knowledge arcana. Oh. I did. I got a 39. All right, check this out. So it's misaligned. It's out of attunement after thousands of years of of not being used. Standing on it now will teleport you where you guys got teleported to. It's its intended destination looks uh so you're not sure what is at this destination, but you'd vent okay. but you know that it's about two and a half miles to the north northeast. 
right here. <laughs> I'll say that. Yes. Yeah, so do I go. do I know how to repair this? Well, that's what I was getting to. With a successful knowledge arcana check, you can diagnose the problem, and you know that uh, somebody can restore it to its proper function and recalibrate it uh, if they have the craft wondrous item feat and the make whole spell. <laughs> I say that out loud. Is that no, is that for real? No. Yeah. It's, it's wow. written in the fucking book. Oh. Holy shit. Two My years God. and, and then it finally say, all came together. I don't have either of those. <laughs> My God. Here we go, boys. And you need to make a successful spellcraft or use magic device check in order to make the repair. And it won't be an instant fix. Like, it'll take you a little bit of time. But we got time. Yeah. I when I was like so exciting guys. Yay. Oh my god. The scram pass after, out from excitement. Dude. Oh. After you guys landed on the island, I was just kind of going over like just rereading everything in this book. And I got to this fucking thing. It was like Craft Wondrous Item. Wow, what are the odds? They need to use Meg Hole. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> scram, you were beautiful. born to fix this teleportation circle. Oh, <laughs> uh. That's amazing. So happy. <laughs> I'm I'm proud to be the key that could unlock this opportunity yeah. for you. Yeah, well I'm, done. I'm Unfortunately, Scram's never going to roll this. high enough. Uh, well, uh, don't forget, I gave him guidance. That's true. But in the meantime, onward. So you guys get to the end of this tunnel, and you find an oblong chamber that opens beyond this immense brass door. The sunken floor resembles an amphitheater with multiple stone columns supporting the ceiling overhead. A small pool of water covers the floor near the eastern wall, surrounding a giant statue of a cyclops warrior that reaches almost to the ceiling. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much everything from this room. Uh there's no creatures in here. Uh the pool of water seems to be uh it's seawater that's seeped into the room. It's not seeping in with any dangerous Volume. It, yeah, dangerous volume or anything. Like it's just the proximity to the to the ocean and how uh how deep this room is and the waters over time is kinda seeped in. It wouldn't be a super difficult fix, but it'd be a little arduous to get all the water out. But uh yeah. The ceiling's twenty feet high. That gives you an idea of how uh how deep it is and how big the Cyclops statue in the center is. So with that you have explored the entirety of the abandoned fort all right well in that case uh let's get out of here and we're gonna we'll head back to the mascador for the night and then we can figure out what to do in the morning dude the crew must be getting really confused every night you head out spend the night in the island Come back the Come next back with night. A new There's person. a new member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying out all these new ones, and the ones that don't make it get left in the woods. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys get back to the Mascador. You climb up, and yeah, I got to break the news that Tuck Tuck's dead. Yeah. So you're like you're like gathering the crew around, and uh, one of the crew members walks up to you, and he he looks very annoyed, a little exacerbated, and. Uh, he he walks right up to Devoth and he kind of like, he's like looking away from Devoth like he's like embarrassed or something, and he's like, here, and he holds out a fish. Um, do I know why someone would be giving me a fish kind of randomly? Not really. <laughs> like, oh, is this like some weird like shackles 
ritual or something that I'm unaware of. No, and this sailor seems extremely uncomfortable giving you the fish. What does the fish um, look like? Is yeah, it a regular well, fish or it, like a? It, yeah, it's just like some just it's something your, he drugged yeah, up. Just like your basic bitch fish. Can uh, I, it's dead, but doesn't look cooked. Can I detect fish? magic on this? Okay, <laughs> it is a non-magical fish. <laughs> okay, detect poison. It is also not poisoned. He's just like he, purify food and drink. Okay. Uh, Cast guidance on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this fish is, is fucking Is it a cooked charged. fish or a raw fish? <laughs> it is a raw fish. <laughs> oh my god! Solid so sushi. He's he's just like holding the fish out, and he's like kind of getting like like more and more comfortable, is... and he like kind of wiggles the fish. He's like he's like just ki- please, Captain, just take it. Like I I don't know why we need to do this all of a sudden. I just kind of like hesitantly take the fish. Like what? What are you? What? Why? Why are you giving me a fish? He's look. He's looking at you like, don't you fucking start with me now? And he's like, Captain, you've been ordering us to bring you raw fish for like the last day. What? I have. What? What are you talking about? I haven't been on the ship for the last day. His his eyes kind of narrow, and he like, he kind of like leans a little farther away from you, like looking at you sideways. And he's like, What do you mean you haven't been on the ship for the last day? I walk right over to the captain's cabin and burst in. You bust open the door and you see what you imagine looks like the back of your head. And we'll see you next week. No. See ya. See ya. It was specifically like designed around whatever they were. I'm pretty sure we made it like Calvin Ball and nothing fucking matters. <laughs> uh, okay. It's just a it's just really? a fucking hodgepodge of bullshit.